0: Hey, this is John Leggedakis of JohnLeggedakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Our special guest today is Dave Navo, all the way from the US. Thank you so much for joining us, Dave.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Now, let me tell you all a bit about Dave Navo. So Dave No, he's the co-founder of Hubstaff. And if I get anything wrong, Dave, just let me know. So Hubstaff was started by Dave Navo and Jared Brown in 2012, two entrepreneurs from Indianapolis, Indiana. From its humble beginnings, Hubstaff is now actively used by over 8,000 agencies, freelancers, website owners, and virtual teams all over the world. So that's pretty massive, very impressive. We're going to learn a bit about Hubstaff and how Dave and Jared got up and running. But before we do that, what I like to do, Dave, just so that we get to know and me and everyone that's listening gets to know you personally. So Dave, the man, the person. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, Dave? So, who is Dave Nervoso? Tell us about growing up, uh, you know, your family, schooling, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, so um, I, you know, I got a four-year degree um, in finance. I went to Chicago, a big city in the U.S., right after um, I graduated um, with my degree. Got a, you know, nice corporate job. Um, Hated it. Uh, Quit within 18 months, so a year and a half. Uh, started my own golf businesses back in 2003. Um, that business took off very nicely.
0: And, and can I ask you, sorry, why, why did you choose golf? And what were you doing exactly uh, in the golf uh, business?
1: Yeah. So it was golf e-commerce. It was selling basically instructional books and training aids and Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And so, um, yeah, I mean it, it grew up pretty well, uh, pretty quick. Um, I, I started it from scratch and you know, a year later, year and a half later, it was doing like $1.5 million. Wow. And so I was a young kid. I was like 23 years old and, you know, didn't really know what to do with myself. Didn't have any management experience, didn't have any really any marketing experience. I learned all that on the fly. So that's where I got my, my real understanding of internet marketing and, and driving traffic and things like that. So it was all kind of learned as you go. Two thousand nine, the golf business. We I sold the golf business and, and got into software. I knew software was where I wanted to eventually go and where I wanted to be. Um, just based on the things I had learned, you know, I felt like it was an easier thing to sell. It was a product that you had to build once and you could easily resell it, you know, to multiple people. These are just the very basic foundations of, of the product itself, but uh, versus, you know, like a DVD, for instance, like you have a DVD launch, you've got to then have another DVD launch and you've got to have another DVD launch and things go out of style pretty quick software itself. You know, if you're doing it as a product, it just is kind of an evergreen type product. So, you know, so I learned all that. And we, I, I, with about five other investors bought into another software product, Uh, I was the, I was the CEO of the company. So I took a salary, basically ran the company, did that for about three years. That was um, a service related product, kind of search engine optimization related and, Mm -hmm. you know, learned the nuts and bolts of software during that time. And I really took that position and bought into that company because I wanted to learn software. And so going through that, you know, I started Hubstaff, you know, kind of on the side and that, you know, that was like 2012. So, you know, now it's 2017, you know, so we've been about five years in, you know, things are going well. I've got, you know, two kids, I got two little boys. So I try to you know, live my life with some kind of balance, Uh, the software and working from home, working remotely allows me to do that. You know, I get to really know my kids and play with them during the day and, you know, that kind of thing versus, you know, being tied to work and doing an hour commute each way every day and that kind of thing. So, you know, I, I feel, I feel lucky in those regards.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, that's exactly why I do what I do, why I have an online business. I mean, it, and more so, more than for the money. I mean, today is a, is a great example. So today, my son, he had soccer tryouts, regional team, and he he said, "Dad, can you, you know, he'd like he wanted me to be there with him during the tryouts." I said, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So, right. so so I spent the day with him, and it was fantastic. I, and and I thought, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, right. So I, I can totally understand why you went from the physical sort of. Uh, a lot the golf business should say which um, to to a different type of online business that allow even more flexibility So mm. really be understandable and look that's really impressive what you're able to achieve there and then my understanding Dave with Hubstaff, is that You started it because it was something that you had a need for maybe in your existing business So was it the software business the SEO? Uh, software business you had a need for um managing or hiring staff and that's how hub staff got started is that correct yeah no
1: it yeah it goes all the way back to the golf business back in 2000 and you know uh probably seven i got to the point where you know i needed to i actually had an office a physical office in, in arizona and um but i had you know i had a designer coming into the office i had a web i had a web developer coming into the office i had videographers coming into the office i had um i had i don't know like probably 10 people and the issue was i never knew what anybody was really doing and it was a it was a pain for me to um have to follow up on why such and such you know, short game release is going to be late a few days because we couldn't hit the deadline. And why is that so hard to do? What was really, you know, and I, you know, you just don't know what everybody's doing and like managing the priorities. It's one thing to say, okay, your job is to do X, Y, Z. Um, but it's another thing to, to actually have to hit the deadline and, 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 you know, I'm a realistic person. I feel like all the deadlines were realistic. It's like continually late. Like what is going on? Is it my mm. issue from a management standpoint? Is it just, uh, you know, I, I just, I could never figure it out, you know? So it was like, you know, and it was, it was more than that too. It was, it was, it's like, I didn't want to continually have to ask like, why yes. am I yep. spending my time asking? Like why is this <laughs> not automated at this point in time? And I couldn't find anything. You know, I, I looked pretty hard and I couldn't find anything. And so just all the pieces kind of came together. You know, it, it was like, I, I I always understood the need uh, because I had that need myself, you know. Um, but then I couldn't find another product that did what I wanted to do very well. Um, so you had that going on. I knew that, that this would be a product that would truly provide value to the end customer. Like for example, it wasn't a product where like with my golf business, for example, uh, 50% of people that bought the videos never even put them in the player. Yeah. So how are you going to give true value to that person? Hmm. This is a product Hubstaff that people actually use eight hours a day, every day. And so there's true value there. It's like a piece of the puzzle that is in their business. It's a part that they would re- truly rely on. Um, and I felt like that was important, even though we don't charge a lot of money for the product, I felt like that was important in terms of being able to, um, have a product with low churn and, and, and repeatable customers and, and, you know, uh, viral spread, you know, of the product and things like that. So, um, so all those pieces kind of came together and that, that's kind of why I I went after this specific product or
0: niche.
1: There's a lot of negatives as well, but those are the some of the positives.
0: Yeah. And I I hear it so many times, Dave, when I talk to people that have a successful business, it, it grew out of a need that they had for another business that they had, you know? Mm -hmm. So they just like, they're frustrated. They're like, no one's providing this for me. I'll find, I'll go and do it myself. And then it just ends up being, because it's uh, like you said, it's nothing out there in the marketplace. It provides a lot of value. It just gets a lot of traction successful. And so with Hubstaff, have you found that it's the, – the vision you had for it, what you wanted it to achieve, has it stayed the same over the years since 2012? Has it changed? If so, how has, how has it changed?
1: Uh, yeah, no, it has stayed the same. Um, we've learned a lot along the way, and we've made some small – uh, discoveries and areas of focus and things like that. But yeah, no, it's, it, it has stayed the same. It's, it's, uh, it has stayed the same. We, we look, we, we try to, we look at it and say, all right, so we believe that remote work and that, you know, freelancing and consulting is going to be a big thing in the future, um, bigger than it is now. And that industry is going to need products to help it survive and to prop it up. And, we're trying to become a leader in that in that space, and and provide tools to help both the people doing the hiring and the people doing the consulting or the or the freelancing, um, kind of, you know, do what they need to do efficiently, right? So all the tools, time tracking, and all that. So that's all stayed the same. What's changed a little bit is is, or we've started to realize is that you know there are multiple different areas that we can attack that we didn't even think about before. We didn't have a good idea of who our customers really were, and we obviously learned that along the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I like to ask too, Dave, when, I, when I'm talking to, to business owners that have uh, successful businesses is, Can you share with us, and I know I might be putting you on a spot. if you can't, that's all right. But can you share with us one or maybe two, a few success stories? So clients that you, that have started using your service and how that's helped them with their business?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like I, you know, the main thing is, well, there's a, there's a lot of different areas of that we help. I mean, we really help businesses automate what they're trying to do. So, for example, a web design firm in Cleveland, Ohio, US has a salesperson that he loves in Australia and a great designer in the Ukraine and some VA two VAs in the Philippines, a great designer in Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. so how do you manage all that? How do you know when people are working and how do you manage the client expectations and how do you prioritize what everyone's working on when you're talking about different time zones and different, you know, how do you really do that? Like that is, I, we believe the future. And so, you know, that, that's, that's an example, you know, we, we provide for that person the way that um, accurate billing for their clients, how, how much should I actually bill each client? We do that by project. So you can tell at the end of the day. And so what we're talking about is automation and like reducing paperwork for that business owner so they can actually do what they need to do, which is go out and sell or go out and build their business or focus on things that matter. Instead of you know trying to do a bunch of admin work about how much time they should bill each client and not having the accurate details to back that up and things like that. So all that automation occurs. That's the main use case for what we do. But I'm trying to think about the second example. I had a second example on the tip of my tongue, but I, can't, I forget what it was now.
0: Oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> if it comes back to you, let me know, because I know what that's yeah. like. But while what, what you're thinking about that, um, stuff, how did you yeah. come up with that name? Because it's a great name.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's a lot of just thinking through things and coming up with, you know, keywords and trying to put them together and seeing what was available. And and we looked through all the look, trademark issues and just it, it coming up on the name is a pain. I mean, it's hard. So it, it takes a long time to just, Sit down and think about what you truly want to get acro- across, uh, what you believe um, are the main things that the clients will identify with, and 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 you know what's available. You know, I mean that, mm-hmm. that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Dave, every business, every successful business, there's the ups and downs, there's the roller coaster ride. What mistakes did you and Jared and the team make along the way? that um that you had to overcome what or what obstacles did you have along along the way
1: yeah so i mean i told, i said in the beginning you know we didn't understand who our customers were where we could find them we still don't we still don't know that so i think that that was a big mistake you know we know i'll take that back we know who our customers are we know who's buying the product but we don't know how to actually we don't have a scalable way of reaching them because you have the remote aspect so if our customers are agencies for example you can't go out and sell the product to them in some scalable way where you say, okay, I've got so-and-so salesperson. All they've got to do is reach out to X amount of agencies per month, and then they're going to get X amount of responses, and then you're going to get a close rate. That does not exist because we don't have the – like we don't charge enough for that to work anyway, for the math to work. So if that that person could close, say, four clients – and each client was worth $5,000, for instance, then that could that could work because you could give that salesperson a reasonable commission and things like that. But yeah. in our business, it's it just doesn't, the numbers just don't work. Um, mm-hmm. we don't, and, and then, you know, you got a lot of people that, yes, it might make sense, but like there's so many different agencies that they don't, they wouldn't even consider using their product or, you know, they're all in-house. They don't even know the software exists. So there's a lot of things that that we so I, I, that all boils down to the big mistake, which is not understanding our customer well enough before building the product. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the. if I were to start over, I would definitely have a market in mind and basically a way to reach them and to understand, okay, this is a product that we can truly reach out to people, Not maybe not just reach out to people like via cold email or phone calls, that kind of thing, but find them somewhere and have them like show an interest in the product before we built product because I mean at this point we've got over a million dollars in the product and in, in, in build and so you know I would hate to get in say $200,000 into the product and then have no you know understand that yeah it's just not scalable or the market's mm. just not big
0: enough or yeah yeah you know
1: now it doesn't seem to be happening in our case but that we just got lucky so we mm-hmm. that would definitely that's that's the main thing um You know, we we started, we tried to, like you said, a lot of businesses come from the need in a current business. I mean, we tried to start a content marketing agency off the side of Hubstaff because it was like, okay, we're getting these customers in the main way, one of the main ways that we get clients through content marketing. No one's really doing this right. We know how to do it. Let's just start a content marketing agency and sell to our clients. seems to make sense on the surface yeah that's
0: a big i i see that for a a lot of businesses have the need for good content yeah
1: yeah but but that kind of failed um we tried to do a big we tried to do a big staffing push where we would be kind of in the middle and say all right, we've got all these clients they all need workers obviously like we know how to find great workers let's 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 hook them let's be in the middle that failed so it's not all roses in success. It's just a matter, you know, you just got to find the right thing, you know? Now I think those businesses are both fine. They're, they're both good businesses. It's just, it's just, you know, it didn't work for us,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's right. And you, and you can't be all things to all people. And so right. d- definitely that, that's what you're saying is, is very, very, very important. And I hear it too from a lot of, uh, again, people that I've interviewed and talked to it's this, I very much the same, Pattern I see when you know you're starting a business out and you've got an idea, um, just refining that market is very very important, and and your yep. message to market too. So uh, tell us then, uh, Dave, what for your particular business for Hubstaff and and Hubstaff Talent, what do you find works well for your marketing? Uh, you know, return on investment wise, getting you know, acquiring new customers.
1: Yeah. So being honest, being transparent, we do a lot of like, I think people gravitate towards that, both when they come in the door, uh, you know, I, I look at marketing um, on two levels. On um, the first level is basically people that don't know you. And then the second level is people mm-hmm. that do know you and they yeah. already have given you a shot and they're, you're lucky enough to kind of, you know, be on their radar. Um, and then you've got to impress them and and show them that you care. So, you know, um, having a good support team matters a lot. Um, I look at them, I look at that as marketing. Um, when somebody comes to ask a question, how fast can you respond? How well can you respond? Mm -hmm. Trust that builds trust. I mean, that those are all things. I mean, and I'm talking about stuff that, that may not be the silver lining or the silver bolt that people are looking for. But, you know, when you can, like I said, you know, I phrase that in, in a way, um, you know, lucky enough to, for somebody to give you a shot. I mean, that's truly the way it is now and it's only going to get, you know, more so that way. Um, and so we're doing things to, to, to get more people in the door. Uh, so we look at, you know, so we have a podcast, um, we, we, you know, podcast focused on agencies we know mm-hmm. that they're a large demographic, so we have a podcast about how you can how you can grow an agency. Uh, basically, doing the same thing that that we're doing right now. That's a form of content. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, we have we do a lot of blog posts. Uh, again, content. We do advertising. Um, it doesn't work nearly as well as content does for us. Um, we don't do really any kind of like. I mean, we get our stuff set up right for, for, for search, but other than that, we don't do really any kind of SEO or anything. It's just a matter of putting the content out there and trying to get, you know, trying to get links and trying to get, I mean, what I say, trying to get links, trying to get people to link to your content by just putting out good content, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, just kind of the basics, getting on all their directories, um, like in software there's, there's directories like Captera and GetApp and, alternative to and and those kind of things just look in your industry like where are the obvious places that people and then at the end of the day you've just got this big like you know you do advertising you do content you do directories you do some search you do you know you got all these things put together and then when somebody is doing the research online for a product like yours you're going to come up you know yeah
0: yeah and that's that's
1: that's really all we do
0: you know And you mentioned before about transparency and I noticed that on your website too. I was actually surprised you have on the about us page, how much you're currently the monthly revenue, your fees, your um, average client value or or income per client. So yeah, that's, that's really interesting because I don't see that very often at all. I can think yeah. of maybe one other person that I know of that does that. So yeah. it's great. And I think it's really important to be transparent. It's, it's becoming more and more that way, especially with social media. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Dave, look, I, I really appreciate the, the insights you've shared with us. You shared with us a lot of valuable information. You've got a lot of experience and, and I really appreciate you sharing your time with us. Uh, just to finish off, Dave, is there any final thoughts that you had for listeners, uh, especially those that are starting out in business?
1: hmm So, I always built on the side before I quit a job. So, I've always done that. Um, I've always lived my life um, to be very low debt because I believe that if you don't owe a bunch of money, you know, then you, you can get that freedom. I value freedom above all else. So, you can, you can maybe Spend a little bit more time, take a job that, requ- that doesn't produce as much income, but will allow you some freedom. And then with that, with that extra time that you get, I equate freedom to time, by the way. So you, with that extra time you get, you could invest in yourself, which should pay back in terms of experience and pay back in terms of hopefully money. Um, and, and if that snowballs enough, then you can make a better decision to say, all right, well, now I'm making enough to quit my job or I can see the potential. You can make a smart, informed decision um, and just, you know, do things, you know, slowly in that regard, you know, but you have to invest in yourself and you can't do that when you are paying a big mortgage or you're, you're wasting all your money on a, on a, I say waste stealing your money. Not everyone believes the same thing, I guess. But you know, on a on a big boat and a big house and a big car, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. I, yep. I, th- those are the things. Starting up, you know, I I, I did well, um, and I would do over again because I I really you need to you need to have um, the ability to to go out and create something, and you can't do that without without some time.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, thank you. That's great advice. I it's, that's exactly how I try to, to do it myself. So I uh, really appreciate that. Well, I want to thank you again so much, Dave. So we've been listening to Dave Navo, uh, co-founder of Hubstaff. Now, just to give us the URL. So it's hubstaff.com. Is that correct? Yes. Dave? Yes. Yep.
1: Yep. Hubstaff.com, and um, just like it sounds. And my uh, my. My email is davidhubstaff.com. Email me with any questions you have, and I'm glad to uh, glad
0: to oblige. All right, great. Thanks again so much, Dave, for being with us and sharing those insights. And I want to thank everyone for also being here and listening to today's podcast.
1: All right, thank you, sir.
0: Hey, John Legadark is here. If you got something out of today's podcast episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm doing more of these valuable interviews. Also, share it with your friends. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, you can do so anytime through my website, johnlegodarkas.com. There's also a lot of great free resources there to help you to get more traffic and leads for your business. This is John Legadakis signing off. I'll see you all next time.